What's good, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. And today, April 5th, this is one of the awesomest interviews on a podcast we have ever done. We are making memes into dreams here, pancakes in the pit. Holy crap. Before we get started, though, I want to thank our sponsors first. Phoenix Fitness, and make this one quick. Phoenix Fitness helps you achieve your fitness goals by, you know, helping you prepare and recover right when you're working out, you know, helping your body make sure that you're achieving those fitness goals the best way possible. They have different products such as different pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free stuff. Use stim-free stuff because I'm, you know, energetic enough as it is. B-Subway Recovery Compound in order to help you, you know, absorb the nutrients better after your workout. Creasing to build muscle, protein build muscle with different blends, AM, PM, after workout, collagen protein, and plant-based protein. Multi-only anything you need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners get 15% using code MSOTFXFit.com. Link description of the podcast. I also want to thank Custom Views for sponsoring this. Custom Views, they create custom posters around different things in music. So you give them a band and then an uh, album from that band or a song from that band. I say and song or a song from that band. And they'll create a custom poster around that album or around that song just for you with the song lyrics, with the album artwork, literally anything. And if you don't like the proof they send you, you can pretty much just say, hey, I want these edits on. They'll make those edits, and you can get that, what you like, the custom poster sent to you on either, you know, printer paper, not printer paper, like normal poster paper, a canvas print, or an aluminum freaking sign to be the coolest, coolest person in the office, in the garage, in your dorm room, in your own bedroom, in your own house basement, whatever it might be. You can be the coolest person out there with the coolest poster. Who doesn't like that shit? So our listeners get 10% of code CPP10 at checkout. Thank you, Custom Views. It's the link description of the podcast. Now, when I say pancakes in the pit, I freaking mean it. Making memes into dreams. I cannot believe that this is happening, and I can't believe. We got to talk to Mal Levy and William Wentz, the founders of when we were hungry fest yes memes into dreams the meme that started on the modern day escape page of when we were hungry turning into an actual festival so in this podcast what do you get you get to find out how that all started how this all came together how they're putting together in a more unconventional way and we do answer some of your questions on the festival but most importantly the first question we ask is is this legitimate yes it is and holy shit go on a ride and become part of the when we were hungry festival family Pancakes in the pit, y'all. Are you guys ready? Because this is too damn cool. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. Pancakes in the pit? You might think that's a joke, but honestly, no, it's not. So here with us today, probably... What I'm already calling my most exciting podcast for 2022 because I'm super excited for this. I am here with William Wentz from Modern Day Escape and Mal. I, oh my God, I forgot how to pronounce your last name off the top of my head. I am embarrassed right now. Mal. Uh, it's Levy. Levy. Oh my God. Okay. I'm William Wentz and Mal Levy, the founders of When We Were Hungry Fest. So Mal, William, welcome to the Corporate Rush Podcast. And Mal, feel free to roast me after that one. I will <laughs> roast the shit. I'm just kidding. It's fine. You're good. I feel like we can't do a roast, like a proper one, unless Snoop Dogg and like Justin Bieber are here. <laughs> like, or like, um, who's the roast king? Like, who's that one dude that like roasts everybody? He's at every roast and no one knows who he is. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know, Pete Davidson should be here for this. <laughs> He's great. Yes. We, we stand Pete Davidson in this house. <laughs> Perfect. Well, 
I mean, we should we should have had them in there as well. I mean, that would have made the podcasting crazy. You get Bieber, Snoop Dogg, Pete Davidson, Jeff Ross. That's it, Jeff Ross. Jeff there. Ross, thank you. That's what I was saying. I was like, everybody forgets who that guy's name is, but he's actually an icon. So shout out to Jeff Ross. Maybe a little Seth Rogen. Love maybe, it. Maybe Here a little Seth Rogen with just the <laughs> laugh in there. But <laughs> Jump into this podcast, of course, when it comes to when we were Hungry Fest. The first question I think on everyone's mind is, is this actually happening? Is this a legitimate thing? Because this has been a meme that's been going around ever since when we were Young Fest dropped. So that's going to be the first question we got to answer for people. Is this a legitimate thing? Well, okay. Here's the best way I can answer this. I don't even have to go very far for this. There is official documents from the IRS and it's addressed to uh, the pancake is eating it. Yeah. Yeah, Let me background off for two seconds. None. Okay. There we go. There you go. Oh my God. And yes, it's it's official boys. So if we went to the extent of going and getting tax filing information from the IRS, yes. So, Back to the pancake. Back to the pancake. But so if ev- everyone that's listening out there, everyone is wondering, is We Were Hungry Fest actually happening? They've gone out and got tax filing for this stuff for the IRS. If they weren't serious about this and this wasn't happening, if this was still a joke, they would not go out and do something like this because tax filing with the government, yeah, no one wants to do that, but you got to be motivated to do something like that. So yes, this is happening. And my God, am I excited. Like, <laughs> And beyond that... Um... Yeah, we paid for like the business license and next step is trademarking it, which isn't exactly fun to deal with or cheap. So yeah, no, it's, it's legitimate. So this was, this was originally a joke. Yes. But if the internet has taught us anything, it's that everything is possible. So it, I don't know, just one thing naturally led to another. So the internet stays undefeated, but I, I mean, the biggest, another big concern about this whole entire thing is a big question is like that people are wondering probably is how did this all come into fruition? Like what's the whole story behind this? Because I remember when, when we were young fest, you know, came out and all of a sudden you, especially you will, like you started like creating this as a joke when we were hungry fest, you know, pancakes in the pit, what the fuck is up Denny's all this stuff. And I've seen this, you know, progress over time. So I want to know what's the whole story behind this. So everyone gets to know what actually happened from the joke to where we are now. So I guess I will give you the the shortest, most concise answer I can. So as you know, I play for Modern Day Escape. You've interviewed us before. I run the band Socials. And when they had announced the When We Were Young Festival, this would be like late January, me and my nothing to do with myself at 2 a.m. brain decided to sit down and I, I found a, a picture of a bunch of for lack of better terms, rejects that wouldn't get picked for the dodgeball team. And I slapped a couple different band names on there. Uh, like, I know it was, I set my friends on fire, attack, attack, modern day escape and Scarlett O'Hara. And it was kind of like this, oh, okay. So like maybe next year then. Um, in that one, pretty pseudo viral. And then from there, I, I had seen that I set my friends on fire was kind of trolling the whole when we were young thing too and joking about how they would just show up in a parking lot i'm like all right well what's the next step above that well let's just show up at a freaking denny's restaurant 
And that comment that I had left, I don't even remember where I put it. That one got so many likes that I'm like, all right, well, let's see how more we can drag this out. And then I made the first initial tour poster. And that went super big because what did everybody think? Everybody thought that there was actually a real thing, not realizing that it was fake. And then the part that caught me and I was just laughing at is we had put the I Set My Friends Fire logo on there, or at least one of their logos. And everybody kept tagging I Set My Friends on Fire. It's like, why did they miss you? And so I had to go and make another meme of the, uh, would you just look at it? Of that guy just like literally pointing right at their name on the poster. And like, I couldn't believe it. Like, and I'm not even joking. It was like a hundred to 200 people. They were like, why did you guys miss out on them? And I don't know, like, I don't know exactly how it transpired or what happened next, but Mal commented on it somewhere in there. And she has a lot of experience in, in festivals and things like that. And so I hit her up and I was like, hey, uh, do you want to actually make this a real thing? She's like, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? So here we are, one step after another, getting ourselves into more trouble every day. Basically, like, you know, Will's like, you want in on this? And I was like, let's chat. So we get, we, we've known each other for like a decade. We've been friends for a really long time. And I've, I mean, I've known, I've known Modern Day Escape for like well over a decade. So like, you know, these are all old school friends. So I was like, this sounds fun. Like, cause I was watching the progression on social media. I was like, this is crazy. Like there's like this cult following building already off of this thing that doesn't even exist. And I was like, you know what? This could actually be things. So we got on a call. We were on the phone for like, what? Like three hours, I think. And uh, we were like, all right, I guess we're going to build a team, you know? And I, I brought, you know, I brought Tyler in and then, you know, we brought th someone who should not be named. who <laughs> has since been replaced. And, you know, we built a team uh, pretty quick there and we got moving and it was like four phone calls, you know, conference calls till four in the morning for the first couple of weeks of it. You know, I'm on the phone, like I've been in the music industry for a really long time. And I've, you know, I've, I'm calling like a bunch of bands and agents and managers I've known for, you know, 10, 15 years. I'm like, Hey, there's this cool thing we're doing and you make sense for it. You interested. And, you know, just kind of like creating this thing and every single person that any of us have talked to about it and being involved, they were like, this is the coolest thing ever. And like, we're not corporate. Like this is just, you know, a group of people that are coming together with, you know, different backgrounds, trying to make something really epic happen. So it's been, I mean, we were, we were hitting like a million reach in the first was it like the first week of the Facebook creation world? First two weeks, yeah. And I, yeah, we I and I mind you, I when we say that we're kind of combining different socials. Like for those first few weeks, for sure, the Modern Day Escape page itself, plus the festival pages that were created, I've kind of combined those together because just the way algorithms on social media work. Um, a lot of the traction started with the band page and then moved over whether people actually even know who modern day escape is or not or like us or not is kind of irrelevant it's just like that's where it started but yeah and there was something that mal said to me when we were going over the social numbers and i'm like just blown away by this she's like you do realize like this is these are bigger numbers than rob zombie i'm like wait what 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it was, it's a lot. Um, I've dealt with a lot, like managing, I mean, I don't want to say that too much, but I've, I've helped co-manage a lot of bands, Facebook accounts over the years in management. So I'm pretty used to seeing engagements and impressions and things. And honestly, what we had that quick, what we still have is higher than a lot of big name artists that I've worked for. And it's absolutely insane to me. And I was just I was talking to somebody who works for Facebook and I told him what, or, you know, what the engagements were. And he's like, that's, a, that's really good. I'm like, okay, that's great. Love to hear it. Zero ads, no ads, the social engagement. Um, we've had, we've paid for zero marketing whatsoever at this point in time. To be honest, we probably won't pay for any because sorry, Zuck, you don't need my money. Yeah. Well, even just taking a look at just like hearing about that engagement as well. And the fact that it's, you know, all, you know, natural engagement and it's not anything that comes from ads or anything. Plus the fact that you're getting better engagement than some of these bigger bands out there that Mal has worked with. I mean, that's absolutely incredible, but it also speaks to the power of the internet behind this stuff. And to show that, you know, this isn't something that's corporate. I think this is something that, you know, when it's coming to engagement, isn't that real people that want to be a part of this, that want to have this happen are engaging with it, that are seeing this stuff that are like this stuff. And even the fact that, you know, I'm hearing from other people just continually asking, you know, is this actually happening? Is this real? So it is circulating around there continuously. And the fact that you guys have gotten to that point where when it comes to social engagement, you have hit those numbers, but not only just hit them, but stayed at those numbers, that just brings more legitimacy to the fact that this festival is actually actually happening and that this festival is going to be an absolute banger of a festival when it, when it, when it, when it happens this year. You know, I... I would be remiss if I didn't mention on your podcast for the second time, Sean Foist of Breaking Benjamin. Um, he actually hit me up prior to it being converted to a real thing. And because he, he noticed all the traction. I, let me pull up his message. But basically, he was he was joking with me about getting his old band put back together. The one that he was in before Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> it, it will never happen. But it just... The fact that it broke through and got to that point, it, I really couldn't say anything more than I was shocked. I mean, there's a lot of people that have been reaching out to me too that know me. They're like, wait, is this like actually a thing? Did you guys really just meme this? Someone texted me today saying, did you guys meme this into reality? And like, I mean, it was more than just meme. Like, there's a ton of like actual work behind it. But yeah. I mean, in, in theory, yes, because that's, you know, the, the core fan group behind this is really what's kind of made it take off the way that it has. We have like this kind of like crazy, like kind of large, you know, several thousands cult following of people. We have like an official when we were hungry, like Facebook group. And there's, you know, we have people making memes like every single day because it's obviously started from a meme. We have memes going on every day that they're just creating and like they're becoming friends. We've got like this we have the flat we're the flapjack fam so like anyone that's on our team is essentially part of the flapjack fam we've got a street team of people i mean everyone just wants to be involved in some way or another and that is awesome to us um yeah and i will say what's sort of helped maintain the social media really is uh, people who want to see this happen almost more <laughs> than we want to see it happen which is crazy to think like they're out there making all these memes and posting and sharing and it's it's a blessing because we have all this business stuff that we have to do outside of the social media. So it's kind of nice that that takes a little weight off our shoulders. Um, but it's just amazing to see 
how much people actually care. Like my favorite meme, and I will stand by this, is somebody was in a blue pickup truck outside of a Denny's holding a sign that says, we'll drive across the country for when we were hungry. <laughs> that is and there my- were literally people that are going to do that. So it's pretty amazing. I- yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be the one that drives out there. I'm going to be the one that takes the comfort of an airplane or the convenience airplane. Not really the comfort, though, because I'll probably be in like the really small seat, just sit in the back, just like, I'm going to make it there somehow. Make it there somehow. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's probably good. Yeah, as long as I'm not, you know, missing the seat back or like from Spirit Airlines, <laughs> I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah. be all right. But, but I mean, I'm, though, just, I, I'm literally just picturing, picturing the, uh, the shitty airlines from South Park. <laughs> You know, like the guy who owns the shitty chicken. (laughs) Shitty sushi, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like, the the kids need to book a flight. uh, They just get on this, like, jankity, like, passenger plane. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And they all fall asleep and they start running out of gas. They're running gas in midair. And the the shitty walk guy is asleep at the the pilot's chair. And he's like, oh, shit, we're going down. (laughs) And that's it. I'm glad that you know that helps. Oh, I mean, pretty much like when I'm at my full-time job, like during work, it's like, okay, you know what I got on the TV that's in front of me because I still work from home. It's like, yep, pretty much it's consistently South Park the whole entire time because, well, it's going to hit. But kind of going back to the whole entire thing with the social media aspect of it and the fact that you guys have fans that are consistently creating memes for this and basically adding to the whole entire marketing of this, I'm not sure you can get better marketing than that because when it comes to the, you know, the strongest kind of form of that, it's going to be word of mouth. People are going to trust the people that they connect with the most when it comes to talking about this stuff, you know, hearing about this stuff and wanting to go and do stuff with this. So when people are creating memes for you and they're sharing them with their friends and they're talking about this stuff, it has more of this genuine persona behind it than, you know, like kind of when, when we were young fest kind of came out, like there was a whole bunch of, you know, press behind it, but there are a lot of people that were even asking that question of, is this happening based off of, you know, just how big that lineup was, the fact that it was one day, like, is this actually happening? But the fact that, you know, with you guys, you have that press kind of already happening for you from the fans. That just adds more to the fact that this is a thing that's coming from the fans, coming from music lovers, and that this has more of that, you know, actual connective feel that doesn't have that big corporate vibe as some of these other festivals do. Don't, don't get me wrong. Some of these other festivals are fantastic. Like the, some of the stuff that the Danny River Presents company puts out, like some of their festivals are, are fantastic. I'm, I'm going to Rockville this year, so I'm happy about that. But just there's a different feel around this one that this has this more, I don't know how to put it the proper way, but it's like this more. It's, it's by fans for fans, essentially. That's what it is. Here's the crazy part to me is the company that every, that is behind the other festival. Um, whom we are parodying somewhat, you know, that's a major known company that has been involved in music production for festivals for a while. And they don't exactly have a small budget either. And so the fact that that's the company behind something and people still question it, you know, well, either two things are, are, are likely either a they came out with a lineup that's just so amazing that it almost seems unrealistic like it couldn't happen or b there's so much distrust in the company that everybody's just bound to question it and um you know i'll go on record that the festival's legit you know all those bands are are very legitimately going to be doing this they definitely signed paperwork and it was definitely months and months and months and in, in work but yeah it is definitely nice that we have 
you know, all these fans helping keep things going and then somewhat honestly answering questions for other people who ask, is this thing real? Um, obviously we have to answer a lot of those ourselves. And I will say the way this festival is being put together is a little unconventional because usually you don't even announce that there is a festival until you have everything put in place. Well, <laughs> you can't do that if you start with a meme. It doesn't work that way. We're doing this in a very, um, a very different way. Um, a way that this, I don't know that anything like this has ever really truly come into fruition. Um, because yeah, I mean, if, if, if we came together, Will and I, early on with this before any memes or any postings are done, I can tell you right now, this would have ha happened completely different. But I'm glad that it happened the way that it did. Because honestly, like Will's socials behind this is what took us here. Like, had he not been doing those posts and making the memes, like we literally would not be in this place right now. And it's, you know, it's just funny because like, we're so not corporate. Like we don't have this major corporation. Like it's literally a very small group on this team that is doing this. I mean, I am taking, I'm actually going to be cutting my hours in half for like just day job work just so that I can be doing this more, you know, most of the time because it is so much that goes into it. I mean, I can tell you my, we're all wearing multiple hats, each and every one of us are doing multiple things. Um, I mean, you know, it's usually the in the festival setting or in a production company or uh, promoter, or whatever. Um, there are certain people that handle very specific things versus like for myself, like I'm dealing with talent, talent buying, sponsorship contacts, some social stuff, like uh, production conversations and like all these things, you know, and, and, you know, Will's doing X, Y, and Z and Tyler's and Joe, and like, we're all doing different things. And it's very much like, when this pays off the way that it is, it's all going to be worth it. And we're just so excited that we've, we're in this place right now. And of course, you're going to have to put this together in an unconventional style because what other festival came forward from a meme? So it's a completely different thing that's going on. But in that different aspect, though, it does have that, you know, you know, it doesn't have that corporate feel behind it. It has this feel like you said it's, you know, by the fans, from the fans, for the fans, all that kind of stuff. So it really comes forward as this thing where it's a it's it comes forward as a labor of love to everything we love about music from the you know you that are putting it together the the bands that are going to be performing at this the people that are putting this together on the other ends as well with vendors sponsors all that stuff and then all the fans are going to be in attendance for this stuff and ready to go absolutely nuts and especially someone like me who will probably really take pancakes in the pit literally and will be in every single pit possible that I can with a handful of pancakes to start out will I get through a whole song with pancakes probably not but i'm gonna try my <laughs> hardest to keep as pancakes as much as i can if i last a minute with pancakes in my hand that'll be probably you know very 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 well done on my part i do have to ask right now please nobody throw pancakes at the artists is all i ask just no pancakes at the artist no no syrup at the artist please <laughs> but pancakes in the pit is you know I'm not going to, I'll look the other way for that one. <laughs> you have a donation box at the front of the stage. You can drop the pancakes into gently. <laughs> <laughs> Just drop them. Not, um, a few, not aggressive pancakes. An appropriate time to say too, you know, like as we talk about how we are not the big company, how we are very much a small team. Um, why the name in the first place? Um, and without giving too much away, you know, when I made the initial 
joke poster that had the initial bands on there that weren't included in the, the festival whom I was parodying. It really boiled down to two things. Number one, when we were hungry, because when we were young, we couldn't afford the um, high admission price to go see these bands. Uh, we could afford $20, $30 to go to Warp Tour. Um, and then the other reason, because at least from what I remember, when I was an up and coming artist, uh, I was always hungry when I was young because we didn't get paid very well. <laughs> so plain and simple. And, you know, a lot of the uh, artists out there didn't get paid very well either. Um, so, you know, the when we were hungry is, it, it kind of carries multiple meanings. And I would say there's also this loose parody of <clears throat> my band Loki wanting to be hungry for more. Like, because it remind you, when I initially started talking about this, I had no intentions of calling my friend Mal that I hadn't spoken to in a, in a while and be like, hey, let's start a festival. Let's do the silliest thing we've ever done. No, it was just trying to create some social media hype on my band's page and get our name out there to a few individuals. I mean, just wasn't expecting this, but here we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes you just got to ride the wave and just enjoy life at times i mean you come you came up with something all of a sudden you were trying to start something just to you know get hype for the band page for modern day escape and all of a sudden now it's become a full-fledged festival just off of that riding that wave has just created something that is absolutely incredible and i mean that's yeah. the best part of my life plus kind of bringing up the whole entire idea behind the name when we were hungry i mean even uh one of the uh one of the weekends in march i went to a, see a show it was the fit for a king tour because i wanted to go see a void perform and even during the show benny was talking about you know being on the road how it's all about, you know, coordinating with other bands to hang out and eat dinner at Love's Truck Stops. And I'm just kind of laughing at that. But, like, it does make sense because even bands around the road now on some of these, you know, bigger tours are happening. They're still doing a bunch of those things where, you know, they're still hungry. They're still, you know, living out of truck stops. They're still just eating burgers and fries the whole entire time. So it does still resonate with a lot of the bands that are still going through the scene. Even some of the ones that are getting a lot more prominence as well that still yeah. aren't on, the, you know, the When We Were Young Festival lineup. But... Might be perfect for when we were hungry. You know, and there I will cite the words of a band that is on the other festival from one of their songs. It's a day to remember. They got this track about remembering, you know, all these, you know, memories. And they have this kind of studio chat that comes after the song. And they, they highlighted that they literally survived by eating $1 Wendy's burgers. Yep. You know, See, I'll tell you every tour I've ever been on, like I'll I survive off of like literally Subway and like whatever's at the truck stop, and it's it's not fun, man. It's not fun. Uh, we definitely rely on the fans to bring us snacks. <laughs> that definitely helps a lot. So shout out to the really awesome fans that bring food out to the touring musicians. I'm gonna tell you right now, they appreciate it a lot. Keep bringing them presents. They love it. Bring them food. Bring them snacks. Bring them. Uh, gift cards to uh, McDonald's or whatever, they'll be stoked. <laughs> yeah, bring them pancakes. <laughs> bring them pancakes. Just bring them pancakes. Bring them, get them Denny's gift cards, actually. Get them there. Denny's gift cards. There we go. 
There we go. Say so, no, man. You're giving me ideas because usually after shows, like if I was a band that I had in the podcast, I'm always like, I always give an offer of first round to me, especially because I enjoy having on the podcast and I do say it true to my word. But I might have to include food in that as well, or like make some change because you know they're on the, you guys are on the road. You know, you, you're gonna be hungry at times. You know, really add up to the whole when we were hungry thing. I mean, hell, I was uh, one of my friends in the my friends in the band King Collapse because they're on tour with Formation when they came through Wisconsin. I showed up to the second show they were at. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm like, come out. Like, I got something for you guys. So me and the lead singer walked out to my car. I had a whole case of beer for him. I'm like, well, I said I was going to give you a first round, but how about six for each? <laughs> and just, whoop, here we go. Much appreciated. I'll tell you that much right now. Oh, it, it was, it, I know it went over very well with them. So kind of jumping a little bit back more into when we were, uh, we were hungry. So Mal, especially what you're saying with the fact that you're, uh, potentially taking more time away from your, uh, full, uh, like a daytime job to really focus in on this. What work are you really like ingrained in all this, especially with wearing multiple hats in this? So what's been the primary source, like, or primary, like function that you have provided for this primary, you know, I'm trying functions is not a good word to put for that. That's a horrible word to put for that. Like the, the primary, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm blanking on like role, role, but I'm, uh, it role influence all that, like all the good kind of stuff about that word. Cause I blew it on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Um, it's kind of quite a bit. Um, so essentially, you know, co-founder but realistically what it is is i'm essentially the festival director producer um but i'm also handling talent buying so basically what that means is i'm um one of two people who is contacting agents and artists um to book them um so i'm having a lot of you know client or not client oh my god artist discussions i'm dealing with booking um i'm dealing with we're all kind of dealing with the sponsorship thing uh so you know handle having discussions with with businesses about you know kind of collaborating um having discussions with the venue production stuff um i'm not ahead i'm not the head of production tyler fulton is but you know we're always handling multiple multiple things uh so it's just really a mixture of a lot of stuff honestly but i'd say like my and I, I would say overall, making sure that things are headed in a proper direction. Um, I mean, I've been in the music industry for a really, really long time. Um, I, I kind of took a hiatus in 2017 after I left this awful booking agency I was working for. And uh, the last tour I did was in 2017. And so I kind of took a hiatus and I stopped managing bands because I'm a manager typically. Um, I stopped touring. I just kind of quit. And I was like, I'm just going to like go away for a minute. So this is my me coming back and I'm doing it all very aggressively. So, yeah, just making sure that we are on the right path and, you know, arranging phone calls, setting things up, all of that. It's really a lot. It's no easy answer for that one. The translation, what does she mean by keeping on the right path? It's keeping my excited rear end from saying things I shouldn't. <laughs> well, Proof. 100%. yeah, a little bit. It's true, though. A little bit. It's part of it. Well, it's just, you know, I, I have experience working for like, I mean, I don't like talking to myself like this because I sound like a dummy, but I mean, I do have experience working for very, you know, like veteran managers and booking agents and stuff like that in the industry. So I do understand some structure and like I have been involved with event creation. Like, you know, I was involved with Great, uh, Rob Zombie's Great American Nightmare. You know, we worked with Kevin Lyman and John Reese on that and like, you know, things like that. I've done my own shows at the Roxy in LA where I used to live. Like I've done stuff like kind of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I kind of, I, I feel confident in kind of like being, 
I don't want to say a leader because I feel like we're all doing so much in this, but like, I feel like I'm helping keep us in a certain track. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? From from kind of getting it, yeah, it does make sense. I finally figured out the right word to put it. What makes you an absolute asset to this team? Asset is the proper oh. term for that because, <laughs> I mean, you're like what you're doing is so much. And also the fact that your, your prior experience when it comes to working with so many of these different bands, doing everything, these tours, managing everything around there, it just adds to more of that experience and more to the fact that when it goes to contact these bands, when it goes to the talent buying for all this stuff, when it goes to gain those sponsorships, you have some experience with it. You have some of those connections for that. So you can be able, you can work on those, you can grow those and you can make it so that, you know, that when it comes to when we were hungry fest, when it happens, like it's going to be the best possible thing that it can be. And it's going to be all about have that connectiveness to it from the fans, the bands, everyone behind the scenes. It's all going to be one whole big family vibe with pancakes in the pit. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to circle back to how I started off the, you know, with stating, yes, this is real and that we're putting all this business in place. We are, we're tr- small and we are independent, but we are absolutely trying to make this something that will happen next year and the year after that and the year after that. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, like most of us, we go to festivals, we go to concerts, and we're usually pretty hungry after that 11 p.m. close, you know, plus the hour at the parking lot getting through the bottleneck. First thing we're doing is we're looking for food. So if it's a festival that's, you know, integrated with that, duh, you know, it just makes sense to me. Um, And I think the whole vibe of it is just neat. Uh, you know, we've got festivals for literally everything. You got music festivals, you got comic book festivals, you got anime festivals. Why not a meme festival that has comics, that has music, that has, you know, all these different things? You know, I, I'm somebody who thinks oftentimes unrealistically and then tries to reverse engineer a means to get it. Like, it has definitely been brought up that in the future, I want a pancake shaped bounce house. <laughs> and if you think I'm joking, I'm. Oh. He really does want that, and I, I fully. I don't know how realistic that is because a, a lot of drunk people in a bounce house sounds like a lawsuit. But I do love the enthusiasm behind it. I do. I love it. I'm here for it. Um, maybe we can just buy one, and like we can be in the bounce house. Like that's cool. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to think outside the box. That's all. Weirdo. <laughs> I shoot from the hip, and sometimes ideas stick, and sometimes they don't. But that's just your style, though. I mean, look at what happened with the whole entire festival. Just shot from the hip with creating a meme and just riding the wave on that. So literally yeah. anything is possible. You just got to roll with it. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. Like, it just eventually in life, you'll land on something. And if the opportunity is there, you got to seize it, right? And I guess I saw an opportunity that people clearly found an interest in something that when I initially created, I was like, yeah, nobody's going to care about this. Right. So it'd be silly not to act on it. And then from that standpoint, it'd be silly not to keep making it better. Like I think more than anything, people would love to eventually have a new warp tour. Well, not saying anything because we got to get through year one first, but you know, there's ambitions to not only do additional years, but do additional locations throughout the year. Well, there's a lot of opportunity, basically. There's a lot of opportunity for expansion. Um, 
assuming that year one goes well, which at this point, I don't see why it won't. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could name some of the artists that, you know, we've already got contracted. Can't. Sorry. You know, Modern Day Escape's going to be there. How's that? <laughs> there you yeah. go. There's a band. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I know Modern Day Escape is going to be there. I'm pretty sure that's a safe assumption, especially if, Will, if you're the one that's, you know, co-founding this. Yeah, it's going to make sense that you're going to play well, there. Well, like, technically, we we can go ahead and say the Dropout Kings is going to be there because we had already announced them, right? So they, we had already announced them, um, but we did finalize the contract with them. So that's, like, not really a surprise, um, you know, but everything else that we hadn't already previously mentioned, no, we're keeping a tight lid on that. And that makes sense. You're going to keep a tight lid on it just based off of contracts. And you don't want to, you know, end up getting some in some sort of legal trouble going forward on this. So that's going to be a big thing. And I, I mean, I'm not going to push you to like say any other artists that are going to be on there, but I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm excited to see what's going to come from this just because of all the fans that are into this, of all the, you know, potential bands that, you know, were not on when we were young fest that are like, Holy shit, this is going to be awesome. Can we make this work? Can we come on to this festival? And everyone that, you know, Mel has been contacting as well, talent buying all that stuff. Like I'm excited to see when this lineup comes out, what it's actually going to be like. So I'm giddy. Like I'm real giddy. Oh, dude. I, I can tell, I can tell you right now that I think a lot of people don't, they underestimate what we're doing, even though they know it's going to be awesome. It's, it's not going to be as large of a event as far as capacity as the other one. Like we're not, we're not at all going to be near 80,000 people or whatever. Um, this is going to be a lot smaller near one, uh, which means um, as soon as we do put out tickets, I do recommend getting them because they're probably going to sell out the minute that they come out. That's how good this lineup is going to be. <laughs> you guys have no idea. I, oh man, I can't wait, but we're going to wait. A, we're going to wait a minute to announce until we have it fully booked. Um, we do have an announced date in mind. Uh, we are still in the booking process when it comes to artists, but we're, I would say, near kind of halfway there now. Yeah. Well, I think we're about halfway through our booking as of today. I would say I'm, we're about halfway. I'm going to say, because I always want more, more, more. <laughs> I'm going to say, through but either way no we're making really good headway and i, I want to make a point real quick and say most festivals okay that have are well established have already put on quality shows they take i would say nine to ten months to put everything in place and they probably spend four to five months before they make any kind of formal announcements okay now mind you we're, we started with a meme in January and then started with trying to make this thing real early February. We're now in uh, late March. We've, been, we've managed to make incredible progress in a very short, unprecedented amount of time, considering the lack of resources that we have from a corporate standpoint. Um, and I, I don't want to say that we've been getting buddy discounts across the board, but, you know, we have been just reaching out to people that we know and going it that way versus going straight to a booking agency. Now, obviously booking agencies come into play, but that's certainly helped. Um, but I think on top of that, it also boils down to the ethos behind this festival for the people, by the people kind of thing, you know, not the big corporate entity, there's a lot of artists that really vibe with that 
as well as there's a lot of bands who are probably a little frustrated that they didn't get picked for a different festival, if you know what I mean. And okay, fine. And you know what? I'm sure there's somebody out there who's going to be like, ah, oh, they're just the reject festival. Okay, fine, bud. Cool. I'll see you put on your own festival. <laughs> We're definitely not like the um, the second rate band festival either, because I do agree with what Will just said is a very good point, actually, because I think that that is something that people were, will probably say like, oh, it's like, you know, the reject bands from there. It's like, no, actually, um, there's quite a bit of good, like, that should be on the other one. Um, yep. So no, it's definitely not the Reject Fest. Um, they're also, we're, we're making it available for, it's not all old school. It's also active and current and also up and coming. So we're giving opportunity to a lot of people that wouldn't typically get something like this um, happening so quickly in their careers. So it's, and, it's really and, a family thing. And I would like to highlight some that have not been around for a while. <laughs> Oh, I like that wink, dude. That's a good one. The I wink. wish I could. Oh, you guys, if you only knew. If you only knew what that was about. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Old me. She texted me and she's like, this band is confirmed. I literally was standing at work in pure shock for about five minutes. And then whenever I called her, I was like, how in God's name true. make this happen? What? Like, I literally... I, I still can't personally believe it. And I wish I could tell you, you're just going to have to wait. And I hope I've only made you more anxious, but it, yes. Now, granted that sends your brain into, you know, spasm territory because you're trying to figure out who it is. All I can say is for anybody who was around during the, the heyday of the, the warp Tour scene, this is a name you'll recognize very much so. Yeah, my mind is spiraling right now trying to figure this out. I'm not going to ask you who it is because I know you can't say anything, so I'm not even going to try and like go through that. But just the oh, no. fact that you were staying at work and it were in pure shock when that was confirmed, I mean, that just basically sends just my mind in a completely different zone of yep. how insane this is actually going to be. And, of course, a lot of bands are going to resonate with that, you know, that, yep. that family vibe that it's not Corp, that it's, you know, from the fans, by the fans like with the fan all that kind of stuff like it's all for the love of music in this instance and no this ain't gonna be like the reject festival no because a lot of the bands are gonna, i mean if that's the reaction you have from one of the bands that was booked on here that's definitely not anywhere near reject festival and territory highlight too it wasn't we did not contact a booking agent we did not contact a manager we contacted an individual who we knew in the band directly and they had the ultimate say like that was that um and it's just, you know, we're, I, it's very blessing or, or it's very big blessing to us that they found this whole festival to be kind of just a cool idea in general. So that's really, that's awesome. pretty much how it's been with every band that we've talked to directly. Um, a lot of the people are just like, whoa, this is so cool that this is even happening. I mean, it's going to be a much more intimate setting there. And when I say that, I mean, without giving away where it's located or what the venue is or anything just yet. Um, you're going to be able to see everything no matter where you are. So you don't, if you're in the very back, you're still going to be able to see the band as if you were, you know, towards the front, which is very intimate, especially for the type of acts that we're going to have booked here. Um, this is, this is a very unorthodox way of doing things. And it is very cool. Um, 
you know, yes, we're going to have a limited amount of tickets in comparison to these other ones. We're not adding a third or fourth day. I'm telling you that right now it is two days, October 20th and 21st of 2022. So it's just the two days also with the official after parties on location right after the festival ends. Um, so that is all we're doing there this year. Um, but it is done in such an amazing way. And it's not going to, it's really convenient also for people that are traveling out to when we were young festival, because obviously they have a banger of a lineup. And I mean, I want to go to that. Um, I have a lot of friends that are saying we're going to go the whole week because obviously Vegas is a destination mm -hmm. place. Of course, people want to go early. Well, now, hey, book your tickets a little bit earlier because you have you have two more days of festival to have. And, you know, two different price points probably going to be not breaking your bank to add those extra days. So, um all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was something that like I well I mean recognizing that you're a first year festival and that you're limited in capacity to the venue sizing that you can do your first year. You know, we knew we couldn't charge a whole lot anyway. But besides that, it's we wanted to make it reasonable. And you know, to that point, every festival out there always like all of them they have buy on slots that you know, smaller bands who may not normally get a chance to play a festival, pay money to play a slot, you know, usually early in the day, like anybody else, we're going to have those. And no, we're not going to charge anywhere near as much as other people because we don't want to, in my mind, scam smaller bands. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't give everybody an opportunity, but the ones who do get it, I don't want them to go broke trying to make a name for themselves. It's hard enough as it is. No, yeah. I just I'll say just being honest about that. I mean, that really shows a lot more about the values that both of you share and the values that the festival share as well, where you understand that, you know, you're sharing the fact that, you know, you're going to have those spots because, yeah, the, in the business sense, that does have to end, but you're not going to overcharge these bands so that if they do have to do those pay on spots where they're going to be able to pay those and still make it out to the venue and still not, you know, break the bank because yeah, it's going to, because it's in Vegas, it's not going to be cheap to go out there, especially if you're, you know, a band that's, you know, from the Midwest, from the East coast, from the Southeast, if you're a band in the West, it's a little bit easier, but it's just not, I mean, it's a travel distance and then there's logistics behind all that. But if you're able to make it where those slots are affordable and it's going to be easier for those bands to get onto that again, it's just adding to the whole entire idea of this is, for the love of music that this is for fans that this is for just the fact that we're a family in all of this well and then just i mean granted again i can't and we can't do everything that we want to do but we you know we had a long discussion about like you know obviously what bands do we want to go after what sponsors do we want to go after but we also discussed like what nonprofit organizations do we want to try to negotiate working with and whether or not we get all of them you know we put a lot of thought process into it um, because we feel like, okay, if we're going to say these things, but put some action behind it, you know, and like, we want to do a food drive kind of makes sense that you would do that at this type of a festival. Right. Um, I'm sure, you know, the, um, the, the food bank, you know, I'll just use air quotes because it's not actually called the Las Vegas food bank, but I'm sure they would appreciate it for their homeless community. Right. And I'm sure it's not going to be asking too much of people to bring a can of beets or some ramen, you know, or pancake mix. Pancake mix is probably a good idea too. 
Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna have to include pancake mix in there, especially as the fact that you know pancakes in the pit. What the fuck is updates? All that good kind of stuff. But I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you now. Again, this okay. is gonna be a little bit more consistent with festival. However, I don't want you to give away what you can't give away. So I just want to basically like it's the point where it's like if fans are wondering about information for this stuff, what can you tell us about it? Like this is gonna be the rapid fire stuff. So the dates are October twentieth and twenty first of twenty twenty two. Correct. Correct. Yes. It's going to be, it's going to be in Las Vegas, correct? Correct. You have a venue booked already, correct? We have a venue. Yes. Okay. But you're not able to tell what the venue is yet. The only reason not have the venue announced yet isn't because we don't find that that's important. It's actually because we would like to announce the bands and the at the same time. And we're, we're not going to announce the full lineup in one shot. We'll probably do it in a couple different ways. Um, we haven't decided yet on that. So there's, there's a number of ways, but we'll announce the venue with that. Um, because I think the, while the venue is going to be neat and all, it's going to boil down to who's the talent. Plain and simple. Oh, oh, abs- absolutely. So that does make a total amount of sense. And then when it comes to bands, I know Mal said it was like about half and William, your optimistic side said it's about a third. So um, I know you said you have a date in mind when you could, when you're going to start announcing some of this stuff is that date. Cause I know you're not going to give away that potential date. Is that date coming sooner? Or are we going to have to wait a little bit longer for that date to uh, happen? Um, you're going to have to wait a little, what, what's the date today? It's like March. Uh, We're doing this on 20... March 23rd. Here's you're going to have to wait a little bit. Um, I'll, all I'm going to say is it's, you're not waiting till summer for it. So don't think that far. It's not going to be like announced in like July or whatever. So you, I'm just, I can't say a date because I don't want to, I don't want to give away anything. It's not immediately Mm -hmm. happening and it's also not that distant. So just stay tuned for updates and follow the pages for, for those announcements. We'll tease the announcement. So very strategic reason behind it. I'm not necessarily going to say why, but yeah, there's reasons behind, behind why we're doing it that way. (laughs) We're not, it's not like we're worried about not selling out this thing because we're like 99.999% positive that once we make the first wave of announcement, just that announcement wave alone, we'll sell this thing out. Um, but it's more to do with, we just want to make sure the timing makes the most sense. If the, you know, if you can understand that. Oh, I can absolutely understand that. And again, I don't want, like, I want to ask these questions just so that people have an idea of potential, like, okay, what they might expect, but again, not giving away anything that you can't give away. So like basically teasing it on the, so I know you said like, you know, when it comes to bands that are going to be there, there's bands that are now bands that are coming up bands that you're definitely going to recognize. Cause I know you're working on sponsors as well. Uh, how can fans help you guys out in terms of promoting this festival, getting involved and potentially just I'll making sure. <laughs> I literally, I want to sit down someday and just have a one-on-one conversation, particularly at a Denny's restaurant with like somebody from their marketing team be like, all right, guys, tell me honestly, did you guys get pissed off that our engagement was getting more attraction than your own posts? (laughs) Like, I just want to know. Like you got, they're probably really irritated right now. Um, Yeah, no, the way the help, the way that if you guys want to help or be a part of the festival, there's quite a few ways to do so. Um, Number one, the easiest way is make sure you like it, follow and share all social media pages. Um, When we were hungry festival on Facebook, 
uh, WWWH Fest on Twitter and when we were Hungry Festival on uh, Instagram. Um, you know, if you stay engaged, you know, comment, share posts, that's like the number one easy free way to help out. If you want to join in as a sponsor, donor, um, investor, anything like that on the financial side, if you have a, a company that you think would be really cool to, you know, partner up with us, uh, whether you're a vendor or you're just a sponsor, you just want your name out there, whatever it may be, uh, you can email us at uh, sponsors at uh, com. If you're an artist that wants to, you know, submit us, you know, for consideration, uh, then you can do artists at www.hfest.com. Um, same thing goes with um, media. It's media at if you are wanting to, you know, interview us or, you know, spread something, do an interview, do a write up, whatever. There's a billion ways to be involved with this. Oh, yeah. And vendors are vendors at www.hfest.com. And I know all the lists for those like emails for all that stuff. I know it's on the website as well. So people can go yes. there. And of course, like I do with every episode, so everyone's aware of it. Look at the description of the podcast, all links for socials, all the website, everything is going to be there. So it's a one click, one stop shop down there. You can, you can click like, click share, click subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Just make it as easy as possible. So you can become a part of this because even you're talking about, you know, donors invest stuff like Think about potentially, I'm like, I might have to get in on this myself as well because I'm ex- excited about this as possible. Like, I, I like after talking about you guys, I want in. Like, I want in on this. I want to in a, any way that I can help. Like, even doing this, like, I want to do more. Hey, we'll talk, man. <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, just shoot us an email and, you know, we have, you know, different opportunities for, you know, people, you know, who are small companies and, and you know, bigger companies alike. So, and uh, to that point, as I say to most people, if you you know jump on board year one, year two, become a knocking. Oh, absolutely! You guys know I'm jumping on board with that. Like I said, my full time, I've already got the time off for those days. Like I'm making sure I come out for this. And when tickets go on sale, I know, especially with the way you're hyping up this lineup and your 99.9% it's going to sell just after that first announcement. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that I get that ticket right away. I am not missing out on this opportunity. And I mean, this is just way too much fun. Like, this is just, like just I was hyped up for this festival before we did this podcast, but I'm even more hyped now afterwards. Like, it's it's insane. Like, I I can't help it myself, man. This is awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I love it. Again, you know, we literally did the tagline "Make memes into dreams." I don't know if it was just like weird foresight for me to put that on the initial meme poster, but. That is literally the the statement that's going to stand by this thing. It's like we literally turned a meme into a real dream come true. Um, and you know what? I guarantee, even if this was something that we only wanted to do one year, it'd be such a unique thing that it's probably going to get discussed for the next couple of years anyway. Be like, so remember that one time Remember that one time that these like people, you know, bullied and memed, you know, corporate companies into making a festival happen. <laughs> Remember that one yeah. time? I do yeah. want to clarify one thing just because I know it comes up a lot. Um, due to certain, no, we will not be including, unfortunately, the um, uh, the the what is up Denny's uh, crew. Um, but we will be including an individual who we have permitted the right to say <laughs> that at the festival, and they can be the and, only. And uh, 
and no, this is not taking place in a Denny's parking lot. We, I'm no, surprised yeah. that people are still actually messaging us asking that. But no, this is okay. definitely going to be in a legitimate venue. <laughs> if we could do that, we probably would do that. However, um, while I appreciate people sending me screenshots of Google Maps of the Denny's on the South Las Vegas Boulevard that has a big open parking lot next to it, unfortunately, due to uh, certain laws and regulations we can't just use some vacant lot that denny's doesn't know <laughs> so you know well on paper it works um yeah understandable but just to recap it's on october 20th and 21st of 2022 in vegas there is a venue book the lineup is being completed as we speak as mal said about half completed we'll say about third completed so we'll, we'll, split, we'll split the difference We'll split the difference and call it 41% completed. There's there's sponsors coming in. There's a chance for everyone to get involved with this stuff. And you're going to want to follow along with them on social media. And you're going to want to just keep no, like talking about this stuff. Because when it happens and when those tickets come out, you're going to want to get them as quickly as possible. Like myself, because you're not going to want to miss out on when we were Hungry Fest. Especially in year one. You're not going to want to miss out on this. Agree. Strong agree. We have a syrup chugging contest. We oh my just, god like in super troopers yes uh, i'm not i'm not saying that it is gonna happen and i'm not saying it won't happen but i may or may not attempt to uh chug some syrup while performing oh dear god <laughs> put it out there just uh, don't puke on the patrons well that's all i ask on the patrons but it actually helps coat your throat when you're screaming so oh, okay. i'm not no. bad i mean if, if, i'll say if you so I'll say if you, if you puke off stage for some reason, if it's directed all of a sudden, it's going to end up probably direct all of a sudden. I'm going to be like, I got puked on by Will. Well, what the Oh, is the syrup thing? Okay, we're good. So fun story about puking on stage. Uh, it doesn't oh. involve but uh, Bert McCracken was begging, begging to get, um, no, what's his bucket from uh, Goldfinger that recorded their first album. Um, John Feldman. Yeah. Thank you. He was begging John Feldman to record them. And he's like, nah not interested and i think that they were playing a show at like the troubadour or like one of the smaller venues in la and feldman decided to go see him and bert was just like going nuts on stage and they like went off side stage puked got back on stage and just kept going and i guess that was like the quintessential moment that made feldman go huh these guys actually have it (laughs) up on stage puked and went right back out there like nothing happened so who knows? Maybe I puke on the side stage and Feldman's like, hey, here's a hundred thousand dollar recording session. <laughs> hey, why not? John Feldman, give me a call, man. Let's talk. <laughs> give him a call, John Feldman. Already, well Golden Pancakes. <laughs> Goldfinger, gold pancakes were good. It could ease Evans. Yeah. So Mel, Will, again, thank you for doing this. Thank you for being on the podcast. I can't wait to, you know, see what happens. With I can't wait to be in attendance in October. I can't wait to be the one in the middle of the pit with pancakes because you know I'm going to try and pull that off as best as I can and hold on to those pancakes as long as I can. Hell, I might be in the middle of the pit, middle giant circle pit. I might just go in the middle and just start eating pancakes until someone hits me. It might happen, but I'm going to do my best to get as many people to know about this festival, to get as many people into this festival, and get as many people hyped about this festival as much as I can. So... You just gave me a brilliant idea without even realizing. <laughs> oh, I know. Because the festival that we're doing at, it has a very large grass area. 
I want to paint a gigantic pancake on it. And that's where the circle pit is. That's a great idea, actually. I love that idea. We need to have that discussion tomorrow, by the way, because you guys heard it here first, because I'm totally into that idea. <laughs> like, just thinking about that, like the actual pit pancake. Love that idea. That's a great idea. Memes in the dreams, idea. baby. Memes in the dreams. This is how I get to pancake bounce houses, man. <laughs> literally how it happens it'll happen it'll easily happen well will mel thank you once again for doing this will this ain't gonna be the only time we have you on the podcast again because it's the second time you're on here i want to talk to you again about this a link with you mel along oh. with modern day escape stuff so we'll do this again as it gets closer potentially some new, uh, new music that's coming soon you know oh yeah i'm waiting for it yep so, Mel, Will, as we close this podcast, this is not goodbye because I'm going to stay in contact with both of you throughout this festival thing because I want to be a part of it as much as possible, along with the fact that you'll see me there in October. So this is not goodbye, my friends. This is. See you later. Hell yeah. Ooh, well, folks, that was my interview with William and Mel, the co-founders of When We Were Hungry Fest. Once again, When We Were Hungry Fest is happening out in Las Vegas on October 20th and 21st of 2022. Be sure to follow them on all their social media platforms. Be sure to, you know, get in touch with them any way you can. The On the website, all of the uh, different email addresses for inquiries are all there. Everything's all there. And to connect them, you can just go to the description of the podcast. Find When We Were Hungry Fest online. All the links, labels, everything is going to be there. One-click, one-stop shop for you to become a part of this festival. Become part of the family. Again, for fans, by fans, with the fans, everything all about the fans and no corporate backing. This is just, you know, turning memes into dreams, baby. Also, want to thank you for watching the Corporate Crush Podcast or listening to it. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok, or TikTok for all you people out there. I just like to say TikTok because it sounds a little bit better. Also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where we are posting all of these podcasts in video format for you to watch and to enjoy. On the other hand as well, you can also listen on Spotify, Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. All the links are in the description podcast. So like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. If you're already subscribed to the podcast and liking our stuff, a huge thank you to you. If you are not subscribed and this is your first time listening, welcome. Fantastic to have you here. Love the fact that you're here. And please like, share. If you don't, you know, it's okay. Just glad you stopped by. So Thank you for sponsors, uh, Phoenix Fitness, because they've used their links and their promo codes are in the description of the podcast as well. Turning memes into dreams, baby, pancakes in the pit. Find me at when we were Hungry Fest in October in Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to be there. I'll be in the middle of the pit with pancakes, baby. You want some pancakes on that note? That's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah! Uh Time for pancakes.